Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 606 of the Locked On Senator Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains. And we are very pleased today to introduce you to one of the newest members of the Senator's Prospect Pool. Fourth round, 104th overall pick of the 2022 draft by the Ottawa Senators. It's Stephen Halliday, and he tells us about getting drafted by the Sens, going to dev camp, committing to the Ohio State University, and more. Yeah, who stood out to him at Sens dev camp? We get into all that and more. This is the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Thursday, July 21st. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where the best way you can help the show grow is to like the videos by clicking the thumbs up, subscribing to the channel, and leaving a comment below. Let's welcome Stephen Halliday to the Senators organization today, so a little stick taps in the comments would be much appreciated. Pilsy, this was a really fun conversation. I get to know you with Stephen Halliday. Yeah, it's awesome getting to bring in the new drafted prospects because, let's be honest, we didn't know much about Stephen Halliday before he was drafted by the Ottawa Senators. So we got a lot of new information on him as well. He, we chatted with him for half an hour, so we definitely got into a lot of topics. And uh, I think people will be very interested to see or hear how he talked about Sen's dev camp. You heard Tyler Boucher's story, now you get to hear from Stephen Halliday. And we've got another one coming up on Monday, a soon-to-be two-time guest and a favorite of many when we had him on last so we're gonna have three different angles of sense dev camp and stay tuned next week for that um we will mention next week as well we are going down to three episodes for per week for the month of august and pilsy has a thank you to give out because it is vacation time we'll do that right after the interview but i'm fired up i want to get right into it there's so many questions and when you take when you get these young kids on and new into the organization especially you don't know what to expect we're like oh let's carve out 15 18 minutes and next thing you know the clock's at 30 minutes it was a fantastic interview with him pilsy before we get to it though you've got a word from one of our favorite sponsors yep and steven's got a long summer of training you'll hear he's trying to really work on his fitness and his strength and Good way to do that is to get some protein in you. And why not get some protein that also tastes good? Of course, it's Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Guys, summer is here. They've got a new s'mores Built Bar Puffs. And you may be thinking, what are the Built Bar Puffs? Well, that's a protein bar with marshmallows in it. Ah, so it's probably not healthy. Wrong. They're protein-infused marshmallows. Yes, that is a real thing. And you got to try them out today. Built Bar focuses on making their bars taste good. Then they figure out how to make them healthy. And that's why I love Built Bar. All their bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Go to Built.com to get all your favorites. I mentioned s'mores. There's coconut 
coconut, double chocolate, brownie batter. The flavors they have are all so delicious. So we recommend getting the mixed box. And to do that, go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your next order. One more time for the people in the back. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. It's Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. All right, here he is, the newest member of the Ottawa Senators prospect pool. It's Stephen Halliday. All right, we now welcome a very special guest, an Ajax Ontario native. He decided to take his talent south after minor hockey to hone his craft in the USHL. Now, he's the third highest point-producing player in league history and earned himself a ride at the Ohio State University, where he'll begin in the fall. But before his freshman season, he had an extra stop to make at Sens Development Camp after being selected 104th overall in last week's NHL draft. He's also coming off being named a first-team USHL All-Star and Gentleman of the Year. We'll see about that. Stephen Halliday, welcome to Locked On Senators. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Dude, it's our pleasure. We, uh, we've been following you since the draft and, uh, and are really excited to have you a part of the organization. We always start with the same question, though. We're going to get into dev camp. We're going to get into what you're up to next year. But how'd you fall in love with the game of hockey? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, uh, when I was a kid, I just kind of went to the rink like a lot of kids. And then, um, yeah, I just kept playing all the way up. Um, and then I kind of played it for fun at start. And then probably when you're 14, 15, like, you realize that you really want to do this and that was kind of what happened, but I kind of just uh, really liked playing, had a lot of fun, and that's kind of a pretty cliche answer, but uh, yeah. Are you from a big hockey family, like brothers, sisters, uh, aunts, uncles, mom, dad, like anyone else in your family uh, really kind of introduced you to the game? Uh, my dad played when he was a kid, so he probably okay. he was probably the guy who introduced me to the game, and he, uh, my mom kind of drove me around a lot, so really big ups to those two. Yeah, now are you a Toronto Maple Leafs household being an Ajax? Uh, my dad was a huge Leafs fan. He's oh. been a Leafs fan since he's a kid, so he's hoping that uh hoping they hoping they can get a cup when he's still uh around. Like he he time, didn't so. throw his jer- he didn't throw his jersey away last week and, and exchange it for a little prettier one. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I I yeah, uh, I think uh yeah, he's 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 really big Leafs fan, so I think uh I don't know what that the deal is there, but um, yeah, like uh, for sure, I think you'll probably uh, switch switch it up. There's off. still time to change. There's still time. Yeah, There's hopefully. still time. We'll, yeah. we'll work on them. How about you? Did you have a team growing up, or were you more focused on certain players? And if so, who were some of the guys who you tried to model your game after? Um, yeah, when I was a kid, I kind of rooted for the team against the Leafs just to like give my dad like like nice. uh, like yeah, give give it to Sense him. Sense fans are gonna uh, like hearing that one. Yeah, yeah, um, but. I kind of just watched the game. I just like watching it. And then as I got like into my middle teens, like I started watching my, my favorite player was Clayton Keller because I watched him at like a program game when I was, uh, we did like college stuff because I played in the U.S. So we went to like different colleges and we went to the U- USA Hockey Arena one time and I remember watching him play and I really liked his game. So I kind of followed him from when he played on that. And he's kind of been my favorite player, so. I like that because usually you hear the guys, especially at this age, Pilsy, where it's just like they want to model their game after someone who's like their size out there on the ice. I mean, 
you, you were probably Clayton Keller's height when you were playing in the GTHL. <laughs> now, uh, as a yeah, big fellow, but say, yeah, I wouldn't say like we play uh, super similar games. But no, but you admire I, how, I like how he plays. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he's a great player. So yeah. So how'd the opportunity come up in the USHL? I mean, the GTHL, that's pretty much as close to uh, to National League as you can get playing minor hockey growing up. And then was it family circumstances? You said the family moved down to Maryland, or was it just an opportunity that opened up for you? Yeah, so um, I moved down with my dad because he got a new job here. So I played a couple years in, um, like, it was like Team Maryland, and then I moved to, like, uh, like a what only birth year team that really only played tournaments. So we got a lot of practice, which probably helped my development a lot looking back on it. Um, and then I have family in Canada since I lived there. So I ended up moving in with my cousins in Toronto and uh, played for the Toronto Marlboros the last two years. So I kind of got to see like colleges because we'd play showcases there. And then um, when I came back to the OHL or OHL area, like, I got to see some of those rinks and we went to a couple of steelheads games, stuff like that. So I kind of had the opportunity to see both, both paths. And I ultimately chose college just because bigger guy, like want to fill out more. Like, um, I realized my path would be a little bit longer. So I chose college just because I still have a lot, to, uh, lot to get better at. So that's kind of what, who, when I made the decision, that's kind of what I was looking at. Did you have any sort of thoughts about going the junior route or was it pretty clear cut decision you were going to go to college? Um, yeah, like the junior uh, route's pretty appealing, like especially as a kid, like um, you get to play in the OHL, like um, it's a pretty, pretty great league. But um, as like it was more so like it was pretty like I wouldn't say like even, but I ended up choosing college just because of like the type of player I was. Um, I knew I wasn't going to be like one of my friends, Drysdale, played in the league like two years and then he went to the NHL. So like guys like that, like I would 100% go to the OHL, but I was a different player. So I ended up choosing college just because I think I would have taken a longer time to get there. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at uh, that GTHL team. You got Will Cully on the roster as well. So you got a couple first rounders that uh, you got to grow up playing with. And uh, not to point it out so abruptly, but you led the team in scoring and not by a small margin. Now, obviously, uh, if you follow the Sens at all the last couple of years, they've had an affinity for players who went to North Dakota. And you had been committed to North Dakota. How did that situation play out? And then ultimately now heading to the University of Ohio State. Uh, yeah, like, um, I committed there pretty young, like a lot of kids, um, you know, is appealing to commit young. So I did that. Um, I got pushed back a couple of years. Um, and I just felt like, a like a change of senior year would be better for me. Like nothing against like the coaches there or anything like that. I still think they are unbelievable people, great development. Like, did you go to the Ralph story. at all? Pardon? Did you take a visit to the Ralph? Yeah, I did. So that place is the, wild. Yeah. Hey, yeah, they have probably the best facility in the college hockey, and then they probably outdo some NHL teams. Like, yeah, it was pretty crazy. But <clears throat> that being said, like, I thought it would just be a better like for school and stuff too. Like, I, I wanted to, you know, get a better education. Not saying North Dakota doesn't have a good education. It's just I felt like Ohio State was like a better fit for me, and um, I didn't end up committing them right away or anything like that. Like, it was 
but um, I just felt like at the time, like to just kind of take a reset, and um, it ended up committing to Ohio State this summer or this past summer, almost coming into the year. So um, they were one of the first teams that reached out. Um, you know, I, I, that was big for me. Not not a team that came in like later, like when I was having a pretty solid year. So um, definitely love the coaching staff there. Um, they're going to get me better, not only as a player, but a person too. Um, they obviously have a pretty, really good facility playing the Big Ten. They're going to play great teams. Like a couple of my buddies on my Dubuque team um, playing in the Big Ten. So definitely going to be a fun year. So I'm excited. So Johnny Goodrow is not the only one who's changing to go to Columbus, yeah. eh? We've got another guy heading yeah, to Ohio uh, as well. Hey, those uh, Buckeye football games, a nice little yeah. bonus too. Yeah, play the Friday, Saturday, head over with the boys, go see uh, some great college football on the Sunday. No, I think it'll be a great spot for you uh, as well. And I know you got another sense prospect who's going to join you there, not this upcoming season, but afterwards in uh, Theo Wahlberg. I thought that was kind of a cool connection as well. Now, um, with the NHL draft, that was kind of the next thing uh, for you. And I thought it was awesome to see you were at the, the, the draft, weren't you? I was not. No? Oh, what? I mi- mixed that up. That's my bad. I must have gotten you mixed up with uh, with Jorian. But I saw you had the jersey on pretty soon after. And where were you? How did you f- find out that you were selected fourth round by the Ottawa Senators? Yeah, I was at home, um, you know, being passed over a couple of times in the draft. Like, obviously, like, that's a really special thing. I'm super excited and honored to be picked by the Sens. But that being said, like, uh, sitting over two drafts, like, it's kind of it's pretty hard to do and I feel like a lot of kids uh deserve to get picked this year that maybe didn't and um maybe they can look at a guy like me who got passed over two years and had a good third year so um definitely think that um yeah like being there with my family is definitely a special feeling something I won't forget but at the end of the day like um you got to go into Ohio State or wherever you go and just uh put on the work boots again and try to get a try to get better try to get better so that's kind of where my head's at but yeah I'm definitely super excited to be a senator and I'm really excited that a team believes in me so well that's awesome and and uh you're not the first guy who's been passed over twice who's made it and and has been on our show and we had Igor Sokolov on he's a good buddy of ours on the show and he's took the same development path and now he's he's a leading scorer in the AHL so it's just a matter of getting that much better another big kid too right and you said you guys who have those growth spurts a little bit younger take a little bit longer to get into your body. So I think it's an awesome feather in your cap. You get the rivalry with your dad back there too, and I think that's great. Did you know anybody in the Sens organization uh, before the draft? Uh, like players or? Players, staff, Anyone. anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think um, I knew Oh, they were invites to camp, but um, – like I knew Sanderson and Clevin a little bit playing against those guys in the USHL. Um, both really good players. Didn't really like going down Clevin's side very much. Oh, we, we call <laughs> him the, the K train. He he got you good. Yeah. Uh no, I I don't know. I kind of I kind of I knew about him all. So he's always in the corner of my eye. But yeah, I've I've seen it firsthand. Smart. Yeah. He's, yeah. I don't want to go down to that guy's side with your head down. But um, yeah. And then Sanderson played played against him. He's a great player. Um. Yeah, so those two guys, I wouldn't say I'm like good bodies with, but I know I know them. So, 
Now, did you have any idea the Senators were interested in you, or did you have any um, like inklings that teams were were going to pick you finally this year, or what was your kind of feeling going into this draft? Yeah, obviously, um, you never like you never know for certain, but um, I had talked to the Senators. Um, um, I really liked like what they're trying to do with their um, development and stuff. Um, Talked to a couple others, but I didn't really put too much weight on that stuff just because, you know, worst comes to worst, you go to Ohio State and you just get better every year and you'll eventually have, have the opportunity. So, yeah, um, your path wasn't yeah, going to change whether you got drafted or not, eh? Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's a big thing for like a lot of kids. Like, I feel like they, um, maybe they don't get picked and they feel like, uh, you know, their pass over, but I feel like it doesn't really matter if you get picked or not, but. Obviously, I'm really excited I got picked. I don't want to take away from that. But, um, yeah, like, uh, I did talk to the Ottawa Senators. So, yeah, I definitely, like, had them in the back of my mind. Like, when they were on the clock, maybe pay attention more. But um, yep. at the end of the day, like, I'm pretty excited to uh, get picked by them. So then the next uh, – it's a busy whirlwind week, isn't it? Like, you get drafted, the excitement's still there, and then it's like, hey – Get your gear. You got to come up here and show yeah. us what you got right away. Uh, what was your first impressions coming up to Ottawa and uh, heading onto the ice for the first time wearing the uh, Sens practice jersey? Yeah, no, it was definitely cool. Um, me being in Maryland, um, there's another kid, Cam O'Neill. I've skated with him a couple of times, so we kind of we got on the same flight, so it wasn't like uh, super, but super uh, like nerve wracking just because you kind of have a guy to go in with, but. Um, I would say that is a long haul just because, uh, like, the connections and then the border, it's getting a little hectic down there. So it was a long day, but I was super excited to finally get there. I roomed with um, Jorian, so me and nice. him got to know each other pretty well, so he's a good guy. And, um, yeah, like, he was definitely excited. A lot of – most of us were pretty nerve-wracked in the first practice. You could uh, get a little jittery and then the stiff gear, too, you know. Uh, a couple passes were off. I think the first drill, I like missed my pass. I went like in the other way, and I was like, yeah, "But whatever." Um, well, you're not a disher, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I I pride myself on the passes part, but um, yeah, like uh, yeah, it was definitely a special feeling, and I hope that I can do it uh, in the future. That's awesome. What was the biggest uh, difference? And I, I guess at this stage, it's still guys who are who are your age, your experience level. But was there just a, a little extra notch up there knowing that you've got an NHL general manager and a complete development staff running the show? Yeah, it was definitely like everyone gave like 110% if they were given 100% before. But um, yeah, like a thing for me is like uh, I wanted to go in, um, show them that, you know, they not they preach like playing your game not doing too much so I kind of we didn't really get too much of the games and a lot of it was a three-on-three but um I felt like I did uh I did the best that I could possibly do I thought I did a great showing um and then yeah like uh even that being said I think that um guys like I was really watching uh Novak and uh Low Heat because those guys are older guys in the college hockey so tried to match up a little bit more against them to, you know, feel out the strength and stuff like that, you know, because you don't get to do that a lot in Maryland just because the talent pool isn't as deep. But, yeah, definitely those two guys I really wanted to go against, you know, because they battle pretty hard. So kind of, like, see where I'm at there, and I thought I did pretty well. So definitely calmed a little bit of the nerves going into the season.
That's awesome. Did you have any good conversations with whether it was Jesse Winchester or Sean Donovan or Wade Redden about what they're hoping to see from you throughout this upcoming season? Uh, yeah, like not so not not so much about like what they have, like what they want to see. It's more so like they just want to see me use them. They're great resources. All of them are unbelievable player development. Um, I think Wade just got hired, so um, yeah. definitely I've already used them. Um, Sean a couple a couple of times, you know, center. I'm trying to learn on better draws and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'll definitely pay attention to Drew this year when he's on the sends because I, I think he's a pretty good draw guy, even though he's a righty. But, like, uh, that's something I really want to be better at. And then, obviously, like, just being a center, like, trying to um, dominate the middle of the ice, playing with pace, stuff like that. But, yeah, I'm really excited to use those guys. Like, they're there to make you better. So I'll definitely be calling them up a lot and – asking and then obviously like they got the skating coach too that's something yeah shelly kettles that was a great video eh? she's she wants to make you guys look so bad out there yeah i know but uh (laughs) it's good though because uh that's something that i need to work on personally so i'm definitely excited to maybe like send her clips and stuff like that um so uh that too and then obviously like they're gonna come watch me play so definitely super excited and Hopefully I can get over to a Columbus Blue Jackets game when they're in town. So nice. that's uh, that's another plus. Yeah, that's interesting for me. Like, what's your relationship like with the development staff uh, now that you've been drafted, now that you've met them, now that you've done a dev camp? Are are you kind of chatting with them on a regular basis? Are they sending you drills to do? Are you sending them videos back of uh, what you're doing? They're kind of critiquing you and helping you. Or what's that relationship like at this point? Uh, yeah, like at first it's a little bit shy, but you kind of got to realize that they're there to help you. Um, they're not trying to be intimidating. Yeah. So I'd say um, when t- I don't talk to them regularly, but I'm more so in contact with uh, the strength coach Jeremy. Okay. Um, that's something that I need. To, uh, I'm I'm just being a being a bigger guy, trying to put on more like muscle up top and stuff like that. So that's a big big guy I'm going to be talking to a lot of over the course of the year. You know, maybe sending them like weights and stuff that I've been doing, um, maybe in like a body composition test, sending them, sending it over to them, like been a really great resource. Uh, so yeah, so that's a big guy, um, that I'm really looking forward to working with. Um, so not only the development staff, but like a lot of different people that they have, it's just, it's mind blowing. Just, I, I, I have good people at Ohio state too, like nutritionists and stuff they have there, but, um, just having that extra like help that are, that maybe like other guys at Ohio State wouldn't have, but I have because of Ottawa. So I'm definitely super excited for that. That's awesome. Dev Camp's one of my favorite times of year. I was I was rattled I couldn't make it out this year uh, to come see you guys. It's uh, obviously um, the first look at that recent crop of prospects, but you got pretty much every prospect in the system is out there trying to make the best name for themselves and put their best foot forward. Who was the guy who stood out to you on the ice? I know you're watching Novak and, uh, and low height, what they were doing, but was there a guy or two who you noticed and you're like, wow, that guy is probably pretty close to the NHL. Yeah, obviously Rids. He's pretty good, obviously. Um, but, but a guy that maybe you guys don't know too much about, you probably do because you guys are pretty in tune. But Kyle McDonald, one of my good buddies, uh, okay. thought he did a really good job. He I, was I from uh, North Bay, right? Yeah, I could definitely see him. You know, um, getting a contract after this year for sure. So um, that's a guy that if I think he's gonna go to uh, the 
tournament or something. I don't. Uh, is there like a prospect tournament? I think there's. Like I don't know. I, I think there might be a new there. one. I feel. I feel like Elite Prospects just started uh, something. That's oh, interesting. Wow. No, it's like yeah. uh, it's the it's like the rookie tournament. Oh Vince yes, yes, rookie. Ki- they're doing. Uh, I think it's in Buffalo this year. It's like Ottawa, okay. Montreal. Because you can't go to that, right? You're already going to be at Ohio no, State. Yeah. yeah um, so okay. I won't be there, unfortunately. But I think that guy will make up. He's a really good player. So I definitely think yeah, if you guys are watching, like a guy that maybe you wouldn't think like on the on to watch at the beginning, but I think that's a guy that you'll definitely want to watch. Nice. That's a that's a good little scoop there. And I, w- I want to go to your your previous uh, season with uh, the Fighting Saints in the USHL because looking at your point totals, you went from thirty four points uh, in Illinois to thirty eight to forty eight, and then you exploded this year with ninety five, basically doubling your point total. What uh, what really helped you have that amount of success last season to to, to double up in points essentially? Yeah, um, I. Obviously, like, I thought I got better every year, but the second year COVID was a little bit different. Um, I put on a couple pounds. I think I was, like, 244, so definitely uh, did, man. not yeah, ideal. Yeah, we all did. <laughs> um, yeah, that summer, last summer, I uh, lost about 35 pounds. Wow. Around, like, 35? Yeah, so I'm wow. around, like, 210. So um, definitely uh, – that was a big factor and just skating faster, being able to play longer shifts. Um, I thought I always had the skill. I just maybe didn't have the other stuff. So I did boxing, um, played a lot of tennis. I'm a nice. huge tennis fan. So um, that's something I did. Um, I went, I skated a lot and, you know, I, I uh, don't eat bread anymore. So that's like a big thing. Like it cuts Ooh. out like pizza, sandwiches, stuff like that. Um, definitely still eat carbs, combo, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, uh, yeah, cuts out burgers too, like stuff like that. Um, but you gotta do the uh, lettuce yeah, still, burgers, I, too, I, man. Yeah, you yeah. big lettuce wraps guy now? Uh, no, I'm I, I mean, I've had them before, but uh, yeah, like I would definitely, if I if that was like the place we went for like a tea, like last year, I had to make my own lunches because like we'd have pizza on the buses and stuff like that, or not lunches, dinners, but right. Um, if we had sandwiches, like I'd pretty much eat the insides and not the outside, but. Um, yeah, like definitely that stuff helped me a lot and losing the weight. And then obviously like, uh, just kind of like turn my whole mindset into like a pro almost just cause right. you know, if you really want to make it like everyone's pretty skilled, everyone can do a lot of the things, but it's some of the other things that separate. So that's something that I focused on, like just eating right throughout the whole year. Um, you know, doing extra stuff in the gym, like mobility and stuff. I'm a bigger guy. Um, and then obviously, like, I credit a lot to, like, my coach this year, Greg Brown. Um, he's coaching at BC this year, so maybe we'll play them in the tournament or something. That would be sick. But um, he definitely, like, taught me a lot about being a pro. He's coached a lot of guys, Chris Kreider, Johnny Goudreau, obviously. So, um, and he was one of the, like, development guys in those teams. So he definitely worked with them pretty closely. Um, he'd take me out and shoot with me, um, teach me, like, a lot of different, like, things that, like, maybe I didn't know and things I can add to my game. And I ended up doubling or tripling. I think it was close to tripling my goal total from um, the previous season. So definitely a lot of credit goes to him. I mean, you're the all-time leader in Dubuque Fighting Saints history in in points. And I think you're, like, third or fourth in in goals. Like, when you get in the zone like you did this year, like, how much fun is it? 
playing hockey. I can, I got to imagine that you're going out there like, ah, good for two, maybe three tonight. Like it, is there just a feeling where you feel like I, I'm just going to dominate out there? Uh, I wouldn't say like, like that's like the mindset, but, um, I definitely credit like a lot to my teammate, um, Kurth and Beck. Um, they, yeah. they both, we kind of meshed as a line. Um, definitely wouldn't have 95 points without those guys. So, uh, definitely helped me this year, but I definitely felt like I can carry the puck and I think gave me a lot of confidence to just kind of play my game and know that I can do stuff. And I think that's a big thing is maybe kids lose the confidence when they go to make the jump to junior because, you know, they're not a little, they're not ready or they just need a little bit extra time. So I think that that was a learning curve and I think that uh, that was a good lesson. Okay, can we we got to uh, talk about the playoffs because I feel like it's the same as Belleville. You guys played two games. It was a best of three. Like, yeah. How are you supposed to have a, a good back and forth series when you play two games? Yeah, it's tough. The first game's away too, so you you know you kind of. And like, you were yeah. the higher seed. Yeah. yeah. Oh come on. Same That's as Belleville. Yeah. Belleville comes okay. home for their first playoff game and they're facing elimination. Yeah, lost in overtime. Brutal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we played Mesquite and like they kind of had our number all year, but we thought we were the better team. Like, um, going into the like, and we felt that if Chicago um landed up losing, I felt like we could have won the Clark Cup. I think wow. it would have been us and Chicago kind of battling in that final thing. They, I think they they were pretty good beating us too, but I definitely think we could have beat Madison in Sioux City. It's just a matter of like matchup style and. I think we let in like, like, eight like in the final oh, game. Yeah, so then it was like twelve goals in two games. So you're not really gonna win too much <laughs> there. But um, the first game was the second game was really weird. We were down like five one, and we came back and tied it up. So yeah, it was tough. I mean, but, you had your guy with five points in two games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> you always like to get the stats going, but at the end of the day, like playoffs, like I wouldn't have cared if I had like zero points in 20 games and we were i was like i just really like especially my last year really wanted to win yeah no doubt well hey the big 10 is going to be a great spot for you i think at ohio state and uh, i know you're not looking too far ahead but sense fans are when it comes to what you can bring down the middle and um and getting stronger and yeah you lean on those guys for face-offs man and you got the you got the offensive instincts clearly you wouldn't be able to put up the amount of points you have been able to uh without that and i love the perseverance that aspect of your story where it's like you know what passed over once passed over twice did you go to any rookie uh, camps after uh each of the last couple seasons uh no just because uh there's a lot of like covid related right stuff, so. right yeah well man that just even makes it more impressive just battling through uh you said you're a big tennis guy is is that your favorite sport to play or or are you a big follower of the atp and wta uh both so, yeah so, Not, like, so who's, the know? Ten- who's the tennis goat and dollar federer um i don't know there's like the big three so i'd probably like i'd probably Djokovic say by the end of too? his career okay. Probably say by the end of this career, probably Djokovic will be the best one. Yeah, man, yeah. The, it, it's cool like that living through this this golden age of tennis. It feels like every year since what, like two thousand, the turn of the century. There's the like, the three four guys who are just so much better. As far than as I can remember, else. yeah, yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Sure. Um, are you baseball, football, basketball guy? How would you power rank those? Um, 
I don't, I like watching football. Um, not a huge baseball guy, but I'll play golf occasionally. I mean, being like Maryland, I don't blame you. The Orioles stink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not too great. Uh, uh, no, that's all. Yeah. Pills, you got anything else for for Steven? I think this has been awesome getting getting to kind of peel back the layers of uh, what Sens fans can expect down the road. Yeah, final question for me, Steven. Thanks for giving us uh, some of your time here. What are you kind of expecting the biggest uh, kind of challenge to transitioning from the USHL to the college game is going to be? Yeah, I mean – Definitely probably getting the new system. You know, I played on three uh, team or I played on the same team for the last three years. Fair. Um, yeah. Felt like, felt like, I mean, I haven't played a game yet, so I can't really like for certainty, but I feel like my pace of play will be pretty similar, I think, as of right now. Um, can't really say that for certainty, though. Um, definitely looking to get into the training camp and really like prove that I'm, um, that uh, that I can play on the team, you know, nothing's really given. That's why I like about these guys is that, like, if I don't show up, I'm, I'm not going to play. So um, definitely, like, they treat it like a pro team. I think we have a really good team, too. Like, we have um, probably, say, a top two goalie in the NCAA. Nice. I think it would be Levi. It would be number one. I think Dobis would be number two for sure. Um, okay. He's, um, I mean, Portillo. I play with Portillo, too. So Portillo would be in the mix, too. He's a good guy. So... Um, don't want to see him win too much, though. He's on Michigan. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'd probably say he's definitely right up there. Um, so, I mean, if you have a good goal, you can win pretty much any night. So, yeah. especially, like, in college hockey, it's almost like a game seven every every game. So, I definitely think that uh, those, I think probably the pace of play will be the difference maker. But, like, I took a lot of courses uh, at the Buke. So, I want to have a big load. It's kind of like... Uh, I think I'm going to take like close to the minimum classes that you need to play hockey at Ohio State. So um, you can have more time to spend in the gym, more time to work on video with coaches, uh, more time to like adjust just to do extra stuff there. Um, they have us all living off camp or not off campus, but at like an apartment. So we don't really have to deal with the dorms and stuff, which is nice. So yeah, is nice. that's another plus. So I think that it's kind of like set up for success. So I just got to kind of, you know, um, embrace it all and just try to do my best so well the season starts october 1st against mercyhurst what's your you mentioned where you're going to be living when are you heading down to columbus and when are you going to kind of settle into to everything that has has going on le- leading up to school year um probably mid-august i think so plenty of time to you know get practice and stuff and then so that's pretty exciting and then we should have uh pretty long training camp which will get everyone ready so excited to do that and then we got a new coach assistant coach uh, Luke Strand head coach of Sioux City so looking forward to um, working with him as well as J.B. Bittner and coach Rolick um, so definitely pretty excited but I think I'm gonna head down mid-August. That's awesome so you're gonna keep skating in Maryland then for the rest uh, of the summer? Yeah like that's the plan um, you know just kind of doing like the stuff that I've always done that I've done better or doing. So I think that um just kinda doing like the conditioning at end of practice and stuff maybe I think I did pretty good in the conditioning like when we did it in Ottawa. We did a couple of herbies. Um but I don't think it's uh gonna be that easy in Ohio State but um definitely think that um that 
and can add that into hand. And then I do like boxing work with track coaches and stuff like that. So I'm going to keep doing that for almost a month. I think I'm going to go to the city open. It's a tennis tournament in the first week of August. I think Murray's playing in it. So it's in Washington, D.C. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, hey, Sense fans are excited not only to get to know you a little bit, but follow you at the Ohio State University. We're going to be right along with everybody. And, hey, we'll uh, touch base after maybe a month or two of the season and see how everything's settling into the college ranks. But, Stephen, can't thank you enough for joining us, and uh, we appreciate it, man. So all the best throughout the summer, and we'll talk when you get to school. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Stick taps to Stephen for joining us. What a great conversation. Great kid. Love the part where he says, no. I'm not a Leaf fan like my dad, but I did cheer against Toronto every chance I got. That's a guy who's going to really make himself endear to Sens fans in a hurry. Yeah, and I mean, that's the Sens culture. So he's already buying into the uh, the culture here. So you love to hear that. And a cool thing that I learned as well from that is that even though he's from Ajax, he and his family had already moved to Maryland before he played in the GTHL. Yeah. He moved back in with his cousins to be able to play, it just shows you the dedication that these people have. And I think I, I told him as well, but the dedication not only there to uproot his whole childhood to go and, and really focus on hockey, but then being passed over not one but two NHL drafts. So this is a story of perseverance. And to quote Mitch Brown from EP, he will immediately be one of the most fun players to watch in college hockey. So giddy up. Get ready for next season at the Ohio State. So that'll be really fun. Uh, great conversation with him. Pilsy, before we go, he, East Coast guy, Maryland, you're just going a little bit further up the coast to uh, Halifax and PEI. we got a lot of listeners out in Nova Scotia. Yeah, I'm fired up. Uh, my girlfriend and I have been planning, all right, what are we going to do when we're out there? And I was like, well, why not toss it out to Twitter, maybe get a couple replies of some good spots to uh, to go and the East Coast people, salt of the earth people, as we know and we always mention. I got 60 replies of places to go check out in Halifax and in PEI. So safe to say I've got a uh, decent list of spots I'm going to hit up. And this is my first time out, out East. So hopefully I get to uh, experience the East Coast lifestyle. And uh, I am so fired up to eat a lot of seafood. So this is going to be a great vacation. And thanks to all the East Coast people on Twitter that hit me up with recommendations. Yeah, man, you're making me jealous and nostalgic, I should say, as I lived in Halifax for two years. And uh, I'll make sure that you're in the right spot. And you got a DM, too. Someone else is going to show you around. So that'll be yeah. pretty fun. What a beauty, eh, Igor? We got to get Igor back on the show. Yeah, Igor heard I was coming to Halifax. And uh, he's like, yeah, we, we got to meet up for sure. I was like, oh, let's grab some beers. He's like, ah, I'm off the beers, but we can meet up for a coffee. <laughs> so Igor's focusing on his fitness. You'll love to see that. And uh, he's out in Halifax. So I'll definitely try to catch up with Igor. And we got to get him back on the show. Like, it's just always a pleasure to chat with Igor Sokolov. Yeah, 100%. Great Sens army coming together. There's a big a big bubble of Sens fans out in Halifax, but the one public, since you mentioned that uh, that you're looking for a pint or two, the Ale House is, is the way to go. Was that in, in a few recommendations? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, the, the Ale House, Lower Deck, Bicycle Thief, and uh, for PEI, everyone said, uh, I believe it's the Blue Muscle Cafe, and that's right in the area that I'm going to be in. I love muscles. I mean, so, uh, how big's PEI? Wouldn't most everything be in the area? Yeah, fair. But I'm going specifically to the North Rustico area, and that's okay. where it is. So I'm fired up about that. Uh, I've been 
off seafood for the last two weeks. I'm like, I'm not going to, why would I eat seafood in Ontario when I'm just about to head out east and enjoy some of the best? So I'm saving my appetite for there and uh, I'm pretty fired up. That's awesome. Hey, any other recommendations? Put it for us in the comments. And since you're going to take a stab, I don't think there's as many Sens fans, but uh, I'm turning 30 in a couple weeks and I'll be in San Francisco for that. Never been. Got a nice little deal on the flight, so away we go with the girlfriend. So if uh, I got three days in San Francisco, and I need to make the most of them. So, hey, we are now a sports and travel podcast. So please <laughs> yeah, please exactly. give, us, uh, give us some recommendations. And uh, this is just this is us going down to three shows a week. We're still going to have some great interviews coming up. And I had a big-time tease on yesterday's show that I don't regret, Pilsy. I don't regret it. I have a feeling that things are going to be looking up for the show coming in to September as well. But yeah, I would say right when training camp, mm, rookie camp begins and they've got that, uh, that rookie tournament that Steven was mentioning. He can't take part of course being a college kid, but once that rookie tournament starts, I think we'll be back at five shows a week and the postcast will return better than ever this upcoming season. So lots of excitement ahead, but coming up tomorrow, We've got some immediate excitement and the Matthew Kachuk saga. I said we touch on it one of the next two days. We're going to go into the weekend feeling good that our Kachuk is locked up for six more years and uh, what's going on in Calgary. We'll take a look around the league because you told me that Zach Sanford signed and I completely missed it. So maybe we'll do a, a look at the Sens abroad because it feels like every other day there was a Senators player or former Going to Toronto out. or Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't have to go to too many teams to be yeah. able to figure it out. So we'll we'll get into all that tomorrow. Pilsy, any final thoughts today before we go? No, that was uh, it was great to chat with uh, Stephen Halliday. And we're going to slowly start checking off the 2022 uh, draft picks from the Ottawa Centers. And we've already got another one in, in the works here. So I'm excited to get to know these guys and to get to introduce them to you, the you Sense fans. Yes, that's not Monday's guest, though, so you'll have to keep guessing <laughs> on that. We'll be back tomorrow for Brandon Piller. I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. <laughs>